this is Erica Glessing, and you're joining me today on the Erica Glessing Show. I received a beautiful message from Spirit today. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I had to stop everything and share it with you. And I actually found it hidden inside of a book by someone named Toby Alexander. So it's really interesting. And I was asking for guidance from Spirit, asking for the messages to come in. And what I got was, be the ocean, not the waves. Like recognize that you are the ocean, this joy that cannot be not. It's like it is you, it, it's who you are. And the waves are impermanent. The waves are emotional distractions. The waves are bumps and bruises along the path. So today, just stand in the light of this happiness quotations brought to you by me, Erica Glessing. And you can receive more happiness quotations at happinessquotations.com. And today's interview is really, really inspirational. I know I say that a lot. I know. <laughs> I'm like Adam on the voice. Like, this is really good. Wait, no, this is really good. <laughs> My guest today's name is Philip Andrew. And he is an, nominated for an Emmy Award at the time of this airing. I'm very joyful to have his inspiration joining with mine today for you and just go out and be you today, you know, go out and be your you, be that ocean of you and not distracted by the waves. So hello, welcome to the Erica Glessing Show where you receive eight minutes of inspiration and my guest today is quite inspiring. He's a young Oh my goodness, second time Emmy-nominated television producer from the Los Angeles area. He's friends with a dear friend of mine, uh, Alex Bryant. So Alex said, hey, you've got to meet uh, Philip Andrew Barb. And I said, yes, and here we are now. So welcome, Philip Andrew Barb. I'm so glad I could pull you off of your production duties. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I really appreciate you having me on, Erica. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm happy to see what we'll get into in eight minutes. I know. So tell me the show you're actually in production on now. You said you just finished some of the, the, the really fun out in the field, work all day, work until it's done, and now you're doing posts. Tell me a little bit about what you're into right now. Yeah, so we're, we're actually doing a, a new fitness competition show uh, that'll be coming out in later in 2019. Uh, I always hate to be this guy because I always hate listening to interviews <laughs> and hearing people say, oh, I can't talk about the title yet, but I really can't talk about the title yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, always, I always hate that. I always hate it because it's always so frustrating. Yeah, because like, what, what if it changes, right? You know, it but it, it is one of those things. You have to sign the NDAs and these things. But, uh, you know, we, we were kind of joking even a little bit about uh, – you know, some, you know, the production hours can be grueling. You know, we had one day that was 8 a.m. until, you know, 11 p.m. So you're working 14, 15 hours a day. But it's so, I, I tell people, if you love it, it's amazing. If you hate it, it's the worst job in the world. Like if you don't enjoy <laughs> doing it, then it's just terrible. But yeah. if you love it, it's, it's fantastic. And now we're in yeah. post on it. And uh, it's very exciting stuff. And, you know, we, we joked a little bit about getting ready to go. Uh, you know, the Daytime Emmy Awards are coming up. And, and uh, thank you for throwing out my you know, throwing out my, uh, the accolades. It always sounds terrible when I say them. Uh, so it's better to hear, yeah, hear someone else I, say it. But. <laughs> a, um, I remember my mom when she got her Emmy nomination and everyone asked her what she's going to wear. 
And she was kind of in a dilemma because she just wasn't one of those kind of, now here's my mom. She was willowy, blonde, five foot eight, slender and curvy. Yeah. But she like the idea of wearing a dress, she didn't even wear dresses. She did not. My mom was like a, such a, a feminist. She wore yeah. pants. Like she wore pants. I, I can I can probably think of maybe twice she wore a skirt. So I was cracking up when, and, and as we were talking, so what kinds of things go into getting dressed when you have to go be on an Emmy uh, event? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's super easy, right? You just, rock, you, you just wear a suit, you get a suit or you go in, you know, luckily for me, I, I got the opportunity, uh, you know, we were nominated last year. And so the, the tuxedo shop still has my sizes. I don't even know if I have to go in for fitting. I could just call them up and say, Hey guys, it's still again. And, uh, it's this, year, this year, this year, I think I'll take the gray one. I think the gray one this year. And then, the and then are you going to keep your, uh, your beard? Oh, that's, see, now that is a good question. That's all, you know, if you never know, do you go clean shave? Do you or, shave? Or beard? kind of halfway shave? you go scruffy, you know, right? Scruffy, I know. Because the mistake, right? The mistake is going in with like a fresh brand new haircut. Ah! And, then, and then people look at you and they're like, oh, really? You got a haircut? Or, you know, now, you know, I'm in, you know, here, here in Southern California, right? Like it's sunny out. If I go, if I get a haircut, now you see how untanned my, the side of my head is. And so it, it's, these are things you got to think about. These I are the love, things you have to think about. I love, I love that. I love that, guys. You heard it here first. Philip, Andrew, Barb, they're nominated for the second uh, Daytime Emmy Award nomination. He's going to find out pretty soon, and we're going to make sure we'll post it here how he does. But oh, thank you. Only if I win. Only if we win. I don't only, want to. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want, we'll just keep it as nominated, which is still very awesome. It is. It's always an honor. And it, and, it, and it really is just one of the, you know, you don't do it for those things, right? You do it because you love the shows and you, and you want to, to make an impact on what the programs are. Uh, but it is always nice to have that moment where you're, you know, a show that you work on and you just know how hard the team worked and what went into it. Yeah. Uh, and for us, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, we're nominated for Outstanding Educational Programming. Um, so for me, you know, being obviously I'm a television producer, but I also do speaking, uh, with high school students and middle school students and college kids. And so for me, the education is so impactful and it's so important to me to be able to marry my love of television with my, my love of being able to connect with, you know, the next generation and in entertaining and educating. So, uh, I feel very honored about that when you, um, and you know, you'll have to come back when your book comes out. Cause I know you're in the process of the book, but cause that's perfect for my audience too. But why don't you just tell us real quick, like when you go and speak to kids, like I speak to middle schoolers too, what is there, is there one or two things that like you just wish they would take, like they'd leave the room thinking or what, what's a couple things that after they hear you speak, like it would just really make your heart feel good. Totally. Right. I, and I, you know, I think it's interesting and in, in the, this, this is the different dynamic of when you speak to adults versus when you speak to kids, you know, when you speak to adults, you know, anyone that watches a Ted talk, there's always this thing where people talk about like, what's your one moment? What's that one tagline that someone can take away and, and I actually treat talking with high school kids and, and middle schoolers differently where I'm like, I want to throw out 10 of these taglines and I want a kid to be able to grab the one that's relevant to them in that moment because they're all coming from a different area. They, their attention span is not there. So <laughs> there's a lot more entertainment stuff that I have to do to just keep them engaged. Wow. And so I try to throw out a lot of different things that maybe they'll connect with. But I think 
you know, for me, a big part of my story and what I share with the kids is, you know, um, I, I, I battled substance abuse when I was younger and, and you know, I had some run-ins with the, with the law and it, it was a, it was a situation for me that created a, a decent amount of problems in my high school years and college years. And, and while I don't dive into the specifics of my story, because it's not about alcohol, it's more about the emotions that I was feeling of the, you know, not being good enough, not, you know, having yeah. the perfectionism, you know, not, right. not feeling like I always fit in or, or having that mask that I thought no one really knew who Phil was deep down inside. They knew the version that I was giving people. And, um, you know, I'd had a parent pass away when I was in high school and that kind of was the catalyst for a lot of my issues. And what I always want kids to know is regardless of what they're going through, whether it's the divorce of a parent or the death of a loved one, um, you know, school is difficult, growing up in a single parent household, whatever it is, there's a ton of issues that face today's youth. But I think I want them to always know you're not alone. You don't have to go it alone. There's people that care about you, that love you, that are there to support you, that want to be there in the power of community and being able to rely on other people. Um, you know, I just want to get kids talking. Yeah. Because um, I, I know. I think yeah. really when you're, um, there's so many ages when you feel like if you're creative, you don't fit in. Totally. Or you can't understand the relevance of the curriculum or you can't really get why they're teaching you certain things that you're pretty sure you'll never use. And then once you tune out, like you said, it can snowball. Oh, right? totally. Everything can snowball. So I love that you're in the trenches helping young people and then on the back end coming up with these uh, television projects, which are so exciting. I'm so glad you took the time. If anyone who missed it, I'm speaking with Philip Andrew Barb. Uh, keep an eye out for that name. He's an up and coming television producer. Love to have you on the show. How can we reach you, follow you, find out more? That kind of definitely. Thing? Uh, I'm very active on on Instagram. That's you know where all the kids are at these days. So uh, you know you can find me there at at Philip Andrew L A. Uh, so it's at Philip Andrew L A. And my website is philipandrew.co, not .com. Uh, I don't know. Somebody ha is holding that .com hostage from me. And I can't <laughs> it. So it's philipandrew.co. Um, and, uh, and if you're listening to this, thank you so much and appreciate you, uh, you know, supporting the podcast. And I would love to hear from you guys. So thank you very much for allowing me to come on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for coming.